I stood this morning, as I do all the time, I get the privilege of this, but uh, I get to watch my children sing for the Lord. I get to watch my children serve for the Lord. And uh, as I stood up here, Jesse's testimony about sitting in the bar with his dad and uh, my testimony of being around poker tables with my dad and all the drinking and all, I'm thankful. God broke those chains in my life and my children. They're all serving the Lord. And uh, Zachary, I'm not sure you can serve the Lord as a Marine, but he's trying. All right. And uh, anyhow, uh, him and uh, he's he's the only one that's not here this morning. But uh, Dalton and KK, uh, man, I sure am thankful that the Lord has used them uh, to be a blessing here to our church. I'm thankful for those chains that are broken. Luke chapter number 13, if you will. Uh, very short story, a very short uh, account given here, so we won't be long this morning. Uh, we'll just read down from verse number 10 down through verse number 17. Uh, the book of Luke, you have all kind of parables in the book of Luke, and uh, God uses parables, and Jesus used the parables to teach us. You have t- parables in the Old Testament. Many people don't know that, but there's parables in the Old Testament right on through the Bible. And uh, anyhow, right in the middle of these parables in chapter number 13, uh, we have an incident that took place at a synagogue. And so we'll begin reading in verse number 10 of Luke chapter number 13. I trust that you're already there. And so we'll begin reading. If you're not, or if you do not have a Bible, you can look on the screens and you can read along with us. The Bible says, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Now this reference, he here, is to Jesus Christ. And so when you see this, you need to understand the context. He's in the middle of parables, but in this instance, we are at a synagogue, and it is on the Sabbath day. And so it's very important, both of those uh, 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 facts here, both the info here is given, is very important. So we have Jesus teaching in one of the synagogues, which is what he did, all right? But the Bible tells us it was on the Sabbath. The Bible says in verse number 11, And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of an infirmity, 18 years. We're told about this woman that for 18 years she had something that was wrong with her. Now we will find out that this was caused by a spirit, spirit of infirmity, and no doubt this was demonic. But what we'll also find out about this was it was physical. The Bible tells us, and was bowed together, and, in, and could in no wise lift up herself. The woman was literally bowed, bound over and could not lift up straight. And so this was a very, uh, uh, well, it was a very gruesome uh, 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 problem or disease, whatever you want to call it, infirmity. And here, this woman would have been very visible any time that she was around. For 18 years, she suffered with this. I need some old people like me that when you sit down for a few minutes and get up, it takes like, come on, I need somebody to help me. You young people don't understand this, all right? All right, but when your body gets about 40 years old, all of a sudden it don't work like it's supposed to anymore. And uh, so when y'all knock on my door, I do ha- I do get bitter about it. Because at first I have to stand up out of my chair, and then it takes about five minutes. Can I get a witness? Before I can get my back straight. 
where I can walk to the door to see who you are. All right. Now, if you don't have that problem, that's all right. Get you, you'll, you will, you will definitely have it at some point. All right. Uh, so you will join the crowd. But here, 18 years, this woman's been bent over and cannot, according to the Bible, lift herself. She cannot straighten herself up. But I want you to notice that this woman was at the synagogue. It's very important that we understand that because even with a spirit of infirmity and even with this disease or or this infirmity that she had in her body that was physically affecting her, she was still going to the synagogue to worship God. You don't go to the synagogue for food. Listen, is everybody all right? Back in those days, they didn't have coffee bars at the synagogue. Uh, they didn't have uh, uh, let's get together for small group at the synagogue. When they met at the synagogue, it was to read God's word and it was to worship God. So this woman in her infirmity, in her issue, if you will, her physical deformity, if you will, she was not so bitter that it kept her away from God. And so she'd come to the synagogue and it just so happened that he was there. I need somebody to help me this morning. Aren't you glad that he was there? I don't know when you got saved, but I remember September 28, 1997. It was a Sunday morning. I can tell you where I was sitting in that church. I can't tell you what was being preached, but I know for a fact that he was there. Because that morning, he was speaking to my heart, and that day I gave my life to him. I trusted in him as my Savior. I got saved because he was there. It wasn't because of a preacher. It wasn't because of a Sunday school teacher. My mom had drugged me to church my entire life, so it wasn't because mama was doing her due diligence. It was because he was there. I'm thankful this morning he's there. The Bible tells us that he was here and we're at the synagogue and this woman comes in. And in verse number 12, look at what happens. And when Jesus saw her, <laughs> he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Man, I need somebody to help me right here. I bet she was glad she went to church. I guarantee you this was the one day she could walk out and she wasn't complaining about the preacher. She wasn't complaining about how loud the music was. She wasn't complaining about how cold it was in the building. She wasn't complaining about there was no parking. Is everybody all right? This morning right here when she walked out, her life was changed. Why? Because he was there. The Bible says, and he saw her. He saw her and he called her to him. I could imagine. I could imagine being in the crowd and seeing this woman. And don't act like y'all all good Baptists. Because when somebody's different than you, it automatically catches your eye. I need somebody to help me. When somebody don't look the same way you do, walk the same way you do, talk the same way you do, it catches your eye. And so this woman... She was probably, after 18 years of being in the synagogue, she was probably just going about her own business, hoping to go unnoticed. But he saw her. <laughs> and he, the Bible says he called her to him. Boy, this would have been a change. Now all eyes was on her. 
He brought her to him. Is everybody all right? Y'all worried about what time it is. Don't worry. I'll get you out of here on time. The Bible says that he called her unto him. And then he spoke to her and said, thou art, or woman, thou art loosed. And look at this. And he laid his hands on her. I, I need somebody to help me. He didn't have to do that. I need somebody to help me. He didn't have to do that. This We're talking about the same one that spoke the world into existence. He didn't have to lay hands on her. His word was good enough in verse number 12. He didn't have to go any further than that. But he comforted this woman by laying his hands on her. And look at what happened. And immediately, immediately, she was made straight. And what did she do in return? Glorify God. Hey, some of you, God straightened your life out. Hey, some of you, God straightened out, and you still ain't glorifying God. Worried about what somebody else might say about it. Wondering what somebody else might think about it if you stood up and you worship. Wondering if somebody make fun of you the way you make fun of others when they stand up and worship. Is that about right? Hear this woman. I, 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 I can't imagine because I've never been through this, but I imagine when she got lifted up straight, she might have took off running a little bit. She might have made a fool out of herself in front of everybody right there. And I don't know. I, I mean, we ain't got it in the Bible. But the Bible does tell us that she glorified God. Not real sure how she done it. But I'm sure she didn't do it the same as everybody else that was sitting around there. This woman, the Bible says, as soon as God straightened her out, she glorified God. Verse number four, or where are we at? 14. And the ruler of the synagogue, this was the... This, this would have been like the preacher. This has been like the, the pastor, if you will. This was a religious leader of the synagogue. I want you to look how he took it. The Bible says he answered with indignation. Because that Jesus healed on the Sabbath day. And he said unto the people. <laughs> I find that funny. He had a problem with Jesus, but he knew better than open his mouth to Jesus. I need somebody to help me. Bible says he had a problem, but this woman was healed. And he said to the people, there are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Now, this fool, couldn't, he ain't got the power to heal nobody. I need somebody to help me. And he's trying to dictate when you can come and get healed. And they six days that you, you're supposed to be working. And on the Sabbath day, you ain't supposed to do anything. So if you want to be healed, you come in those six days. I need somebody to look at me right here. This woman for 18 years have been coming and going home the same way. Verse number 15. The Lord then answered him and said, y'all say it with me. Boy, I like it when Jesus' name calls. If I go ahead and look at me, get mad about it. I don't care. About what would Jesus do? He'd just call him a hypocrite. He got he called Herod. I think in a chapter, but either before or chapter after, he called Herod, "You old fox." Is everybody, all right? Now he don't. Let me get. Hey, look. Jesus calls a lot nicer names than what I do, but they, still he calling names. It's the principle. <laughs> Can I get a witness? It's the principle. I'm not perfect. I'm not like Jesus. I may call him an idiot. Everybody all right? Y'all got real quiet. It's not like y'all been heard like that. Y'all heard it. He, he answered him and said, thou hypocrite. 
Doth not each one of you on the Sabbath day loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? Verse number 16. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? Last verse, 17. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed. And look at what happened. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. I find this interesting. I'm not going to preach on this, but I find it interesting that it was after the religious crowd had been put in their place before the people rejoiced over what Jesus had done. I feel like there's a lot of folks that want the approval of the preacher They want the approval of a religious leader when God does something special in their life. I need somebody to help me. When God's done something in your life, it don't matter what anybody else thinks about it. Look at this passage of Scripture. This is the only place that you and I have this story. It's in Luke chapter number 13. It's only a few verses. It's not preached on very much, but I believe it's lived by... A lot of people in the church. And what I mean by this is there's a lot of people that are bound up with a spirit of infirmity. It may not be a physical condition. Let's talk about it on a spiritual level. There's many people that come to church and something has happened in your past. Something took place with a religious leader way back yonder. Or something happened around the church. Something happened with a friend at school. Something happened with a co-worker or whatever the case is. And now, because of an incident that happened way back in your life, you are bound up. You're crippled. You're not doing anything for God. Oh, you come to church. You've been coming to church for 18 years. You've been going through the motion for 18 years. But you're bound up. You're crippled. You're bent over. You're not seeing things very clearly. Is everybody all right? This woman had no heavenly view. As far as we are concerned and as far as we know from her ailment, all she could do was look at her feet. All she could do was look at this world. She had no earthly or no heavenly view. She couldn't look look up into the sky. She couldn't raise her hands and praise God. All she could do, I need somebody to help me. There's a lot of Christians that are living just like that. We come to church every day. We come to church every time the doors are open. But you and I are bound up. We are bent over with a worldly view. And all we see is how ugly it is in this world. We don't really get a good glimpse of God. We come to church and we want to see God. But we bring our problems in from Monday. We bring our problems from Tuesday. We bring our problems from Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And we come to church bound up wondering what in the world is going on in my life. God wants to do something for us. Man, we just had revival. I'm excited about it. Man, I had a good time. I told somebody, I think this is the most money we ever spent on a revival, but man, wasn't it good. I mean, every service was right on. The preacher's done a tremendous job. Those that sang our choir, everybody done a tremendous job. Those that were coming and attending, man, we had every night it was packed. 
I think we had, uh, uh, Dalton was telling me, I think 300 and something people. We had 360 last Sunday, which was one of our biggest crowds since COVID. Uh, we had 260 on Monday night. And I think on Wednesday night, we had 270 people here at the church on a Wednesday night listening to God's Word. But here we are Sunday. Oh, and the meeting's over. And some are still bound up. Oh, we heard the preaching and it was good. Man, it was impressive. Man, it was fun. We had a good time of worship. We had a good time doing what everybody else was doing. I'm on. Is everybody all right? I'm going to walk around a little bit. (laughs) I I, I, I don't want people to feel like I'm so far away. (laughs) We're coming to church and, man, we know how to go through the motions. Everybody raise your hand. See what I mean? You know exactly how to go through the motions. <laughs> I need somebody to help me. Everybody say amen. amen. We know how to go through the motions. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Yeah, we know how to do it, man. We know how to do it. Oh, here's one. Here's one. He rose on the third day. <laughs> We've changed. Is everybody all right? Here's one for the South for you. Amen. Fried chicken and mashed potatoes. <laughs> See, I told you. We know how to react. Is everybody all right? Now, for those of you who don't like fried chicken and mashed potatoes, you need to get saved today. <laughs> Is everybody all right? <laughs> Preacher, it ain't good for you. There ain't nothing good for you on it. Is everybody all right? We're going to die of something. Y'all running around scared to death. If you eat a fried, piece of fried chicken, you're going to die. Oh, I'm going to gain a pound. Some of you need to gain a pound. Some of us need to lay off the mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'll leave you alone. You stay skinny and I'll stay fat. We all good. <laughs> stay with me. We know how to go through the motions. We know how to react to our environment. Every day for 18 years, this woman come to the Sabbath or has come to the synagogue. She come in. She took her place. She did the things that like she was supposed to do. And the whole time she was bound up. I feel like a lot of Christians are that way today. It takes a meeting to get you out of your element. It takes this or it takes that to get you to worship God. The fact is, is that we've been bound up with a spirit of infirmity. And it was caused maybe by somebody in our past. It was caused by bitterness from something that we've had to deal with. And we're living with it. Because we don't think there's anything that can change it. This woman, for 18 years, she lived with a condition. But there was a cure waiting on her. Is everybody with me? And it was him. See, what was different about this day was he was there. What was different about this day than the other 18 years of her life and all the other synagogue trips that she had made was this day he was there. And the Bible says that when he saw her, he had compassion on her. I didn't say that in the scripture, but that's exactly what happened. The Bible says when he saw her, he told her, he called her unto him. Is everybody all right? Many of us are still bound up because we won't go to him. I need somebody, y'all better hear this, all right? When Jesus saw her, look at the next, the next part of that verse. Now, 
there you go. He called her to him. He called her. I want you to notice he was there, but she had to come. There's a lot of people that read their Bible. They skip right over that. He was there, but she had to come to him. Infirmity and all. A spectacle to everybody in there. Is everybody all right? We want things. We want Jesus to do things our way. We, I, I say it all the time the Burger King way. Have it your way right away. All right? That ain't how it works with the Lord. He was there. He saw her. He was willing to do something for her. The Bible says he called her to come to him. Some of you this morning, please, is everybody all right? Some of us this morning are living with an infirmity. It's not a physical condition. It is a spiritual condition. And we go through the motions. We know what to say, when to say, how to say it. We can even raise our hands while we're singing. But we're bound up. I believe if we got, I I believe we took a, a, a snapshot of the whole church, not just here, but the whole church all across the world. They living with a spirit of infirmity. People are going through the motions. 18 years. I've been, I was a charter member of that church. Well, bless your heart. I'm so proud of you. What difference have you made in anybody's life other than to say that you've been here for 50 years? Is everybody all right? And I ain't talking about this church because I don't, I don't know how long this church has been here. Ain't been 50 years. So as we look at this this morning, let's understand this. Let's not just discount this and say, oh, it was just a physical. Let's talk about it in the spiritual. How about you this morning? Are you living with an infirmity? Maybe it was a divorce. Got you crippled. Never recovered from it. Say, preacher, does that happen? But I can tell you countless women have gone through a divorce from somebody that was in ministry and has crippled them. Maybe it was an addiction in your past and you're so ashamed of it it's crippled you. Maybe it was something else in your past. Maybe maybe it was an expectation that didn't go like you thought it should go. Maybe it was a church member that said something to you out of the way. Maybe it was a preacher that said something to you out of the way. You're bound up. You're there. But you're not really. Come on, y'all. You're not really there. She was faithful 18 years coming to the synagogue, best we know. But she was bound up. Spirit of infirmity had her crippled. This morning, are you crippled? What is it? Here's what I know. Jesus is here. Just as he was there. So here's the question. This morning, if he calls you to come to him, will you? You can stay. And many have. Many sit in a chair every day. Many sit in a chair every week, week in and week out. And never move. And you can do that and continue to live in your infirmity. Or you can let God change you. Is everybody all right? All it took was a word from him. All it took was a touch from him. 
I don't know about y'all, but if I had an opportunity to be healed by Jesus, I need, I, I mean, we don't know that she knew that he was going to be there, but I'm just saying this. If I, if Jesus was coming around, I don't care if I didn't have anything wrong with me, I'm going to see him, right? I mean, like, hey man, just touch me. I don't care. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it could be anything. I read on Google that I'm dying tomorrow, but hey. <laughs> How many of us sit in close proximity to Jesus every week and stay crippled? Stay crippled. Oh, we can move. We can do all that. We ain't been over, but crippled. Say, preacher, well, I I, I just don't want to. I just don't want to expose myself to criticism. I want you to know this. Jesus let us know that there's going to be criticism. I don't care. Is everybody all right? I mean, the religious leader jumps up on his little soapbox and says, Hey, look here. Y'all can come any day of the week and get healing. But you ain't going to do it on the Sabbath day. Is everybody all right? This dude couldn't find his own. I mean, he couldn't find his way out of the synagogue. But he's telling them, You come during the weekday now if you want to be healed. Somebody should have slapped him. Is everybody all right? What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying, yeah, you're going to open yourself up to criticism. Not everybody's going to worship like you do. Not everybody's going to celebrate the fact that you got the help you needed. (laughs) Not everybody's going to be happy about it. I remember when I got saved, the crowd that I was running with and drinking with wasn't happy about it. I remember one of them telling me, well, you done found religion. And now today they wish they had found religion when I did. Is everybody all right? This morning, why are we living with infirmities when we have Jesus? We have him right at our fingertips. Why is the church living in spiritual infirmities? You know what God wants to do with you? He wants you, He wants to use you to glorify Him. Say, preacher, what does that look like? I'm glad you asked. You remember when Jesse got up there and he told about how he'd grown up, what he'd grown up in, and what God saved him? That was glorifying God. Is everybody all right? That's all God wants out of you. And do you realize that that is enough? As I said, every time I go out in public, somebody's heard about old Jesse Coward getting saved and going to Calvary Baptist Church, going through the preacher college and going through all this. And I, Jesse ain't nothing. Had to bring him back down. (laughs) I didn't want his head, but I could see it up there. His head was getting big. I had to bring him back down. Jesse ain't nothing. But the God that worked in Jesse, he's something real special. What are you trying to say, preacher? I'm trying to say the same God that worked in Jesse will work in you. And then you can glorify God over what he's done in your life. And get this, get it, get it with me. Jesse, give that testimony. And before he even got finished, what was everybody doing? Is everybody right? Happened with this woman. Go to verse 17, Miss Michelle, if you will. 
Verse number 17. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed and all the people did what? For the glorious things that were done by him. This story. How does it relate to me? You come in, many of us have come into church, walked into church crippled. Spiritually. God straightened us up. Look at me, y'all. Hey, God straightened us up. Not so we can serve him whenever we want to. But so we can give him glory and cause others to rejoice. So what's your story this morning? Heads are bad. I told you I was done. Dalton, come to the piano. Her condition was severe. 18 years. It was spiritual. The Bible says it was a spirit of infirmity. But her, her cure came through a person. And it wasn't a synagogue ruler. Her cure is the same person. The same person that cured her is here today. And wants to do a work in your life. He wants to straighten you up. He wants to help you out of your infirmity. No matter how long it's been, the cure is close. The Bible says he saw her. And he called her to him.